Dateline, December 20th, 2021. Oh, 2021 still. Well, g'day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for this uh, episode 684 of the Airplane Geek Show. I'm guessing it's the last one of the year, Grant. I think you may be right there, mate. Yes, I don't think anybody will be missing this year, Grant. Not at all. Well, I know I won't. <laughs> Who knew that two years in a row, 2020 and 2021, could make the <clears throat> storm that was 2019 look good? Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Well, Grant, you know, uh, in the last Australia desk that we recorded, we were making a, a much to do about the retirement of the uh, legacy slash classic Hornet fleet. And, uh, well, another retirement of uh, significance within the Australian Defence Force just kind of well, slipped us by, but seemed to sleep all of the media by. The uh, the Blackhawk fleet with the Army is uh, being um, withdrawn. It's been withdrawn. That's right. The old S-70A-9 Blackhawk helicopters as of December 10th in a ceremony at Holsworthy Barracks in Sydney. No more flying. They're uh, looking to sell them off, I believe. But, uh, yeah, Sterling Service originally purchased for the RAF. And then um, when all helicopters uh, were transferred over to Army, the Blackhawks, the Chinooks, um, the Kiowas, uh, they all went over to Army. And, uh, yeah, been doing Sterling Service ever since. Yeah, so 39 airframes uh, ordered in total. Uh, we've lost five of those through incidents throughout the year, which is, you know, obviously it's a inherently dangerous work that they do. They were delivered between uh, 1988 and 1991, so they're, they're quite old aircrafts. These are the S-70A9 spec based on the you know, US Army UH-60A, but, uh, yeah, that's it's interesting that they're being withdrawn. That leaves the Taipan helicopters, Grant, but, uh, well, things are not looking good for those either. No, not really, mate. Uh, the, the MRH-90 Taipan from Airbus helicopters has not really kicked up a huge success, unfortunately. They've had a number of reliability issues. They've had some maintenance issues. Uh, the way that the Aussies do a bit of maintenance in the CAM2 system they use for tracking it doesn't quite gel with the way that uh, the, the MRH-90s were being maintained and their systems uh, for tracking components, uh, modules that were move between airframes. So, yeah, there's a, a number of issues that have come through. Um, they've had some engine problems as well, where it's getting spares, all the kinds of things that uh, really have, have annoyed uh, Army especially. And uh, I've, I've got to say, as with the, with the Tiger, there's an anti-Euro kind of sentiment by some, not ill, but by some in Army aviation. And so, yeah, they, they want to get rid of them. They'll be being withdrawn over the next 10 years, which leads to a, uh, a big announcement from Australia's Defence Minister, Peter Dutton. We need to make sure that we have a replacement which is reliable and that also is interoperable with our allies. And the Black Hawk uh, is the favoured platform in the United States. They're reliable and they will serve our purpose well. The government has made a decision to purchase up to 40 of these Black Hawk helicopters. It will be much cheaper to run uh, than the current Taipans and we found the Taipans to be unreliable. They haven't lived up to expectation and if we want the safest possible airframe for the men and women of the Australian Defence Force then the Black Hawk was the obvious choice. Well, Grant, if the uh, European Defence Establishment didn't like us now, they're going to hate us, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, first the subs, now now the uh, helicopters. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, so, Yeah. But, hey, a bunch, of, a bunch of MH60Ms, good old mics. Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, taking out some older Blackhawks, and over the next few years we'll be seeing uh, brand-new-build Blackhawks coming in. And, and as you say, Grant, um, from you know the context that we have in defence, I think they'll be pleased with this choice. Yeah, well, you know, by American, nobody ever got hurt, right? Something like that. Well, when you look at a lot of our fleet 
from Air Force to Army, it's going American. So, yeah, or it's just remaining American, we might say. Yeah, and a lot of that, um, I mean, the, the term that's often bandied around when we're talking about this, think F-35s, is interoperability and, and mm-hmm. you know, networked battle spaces and all that sort of stuff. Well, of course, the US is our biggest ally and, uh, you know, I, I suppose from that standpoint it makes sense and also keeps them happy, which, you know, <laughs> it's probably good for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't want to have someone else trying to attack us, <laughs> let alone all the fun we're having at the moment with everyone else in the world. So, yeah, let's keep them happy. Let's do that indeed, Grant. <laughs> Well, interestingly, so the Australian Defence Force is uh, shying away from the European uh, aircraft manufacturers, but that's not the case for our national carrier Qantas. That's right, Steve, and I, I believe you've actually found some some joker going on about it on the radio. Oh, I heard I heard this report the other day on the radio, actually. Yeah, it's a big step change for the Australian flag carrier, initially ordering 20 Airbus A321s and 20 of the smaller A220s with an option to purchase a further 94 over 10 years as its Boeing 737 and 717 fleet is gradually phased out. CEO Alan Joyce said the airline was in a position to make these commitments because of the way it had navigated the COVID pandemic, while acknowledging it was a difficult choice to have to make. It comes as a big blow to Boeing as the American manufacturer struggles to regain market presence in the wake of its troubled 737 MAX program. Steve Vischer for Air News. Mmm, slick presentation. Hey, Grant, we should hire that guy. He's good. Yeah, great voice, but uh, did quite get a little wrong there. Um, you can't that, trust anything you hear on the news. You should know I that. I know, I know, especially us. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the order has not yet been finalised, so I, I believe they're expecting that to be finalised by the end of June because it's got to get through uh, some discussions with employees and a final decision by the Qantas board. So, yeah, they're saying end of FY22. I believe in Australia that means because I normally say f- fiscal year 21, 22, because we won 1 July to 30 June. So I believe that's 30th of June 2022, not 30th of June 2023. But I've been wrong about these things before. Uh, but yeah, so not yet finalized, but it's certainly going to put the uh, spook up Boeing. And, you know, uh, not just the 737 that's causing problems, the 787 project's causing problems still. Uh, it's also been the KC forty six still having problems. Oh, and the and the uh, famous uh, Starliner also having problems. So there's, uh, as the guys were talking about in the last episode, uh, there's a lot of issues with Boeing, and they have a lot of work to do to turn themselves around. And something like this could be yet another wake up call for them to uh, get their act together. But it's also possible that this could be Qantas doing an O'Leary. And maybe signalling to Boeing, you know, we want some cheaper airframes in the future. Yeah, well, of course, you know, um, any deal is negotiable. That that much is certain. Um, you know what would be interesting, though, Grant, to the way I think about it is, let's say this all goes ahead and 10 years from now we're looking at a, a domestic fleet uh, chock full of Airbuses and not Boeings. That would leave as the only Boeing aircraft left in the Qantas fleet, and they would be ageing airframes by this stage, um, the Dreamliners. They'd be the only, the only Boeing aircraft left in Qantas' fleet. Now, Boeing and Qantas have kind of been synonymous with each other for forever. So that yep. would be a, a huge step, I think. It would be a major change. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's possible that they could go, hey, we're all Airbus now, uh, so why not go at the A350? But uh, because I believe they are actually looking seriously at the A350 for their Project Sunrise, which hasn't been progressed due COVID, but that's Project Sunrise, which is to go point to point out of Sydney to London and things like that. So both Boeing and Airbus have been putting forward proposals for the ultra long range side. So it'll be interesting to see if something comes up about that in the early new year. But you know, it's not all doom and gloom for North America because technically the A220 is Canadian. Yes, and um, I think our old friend Courtney Miller would be 
quite pleased if he's still associated with that program. I, I don't know whether he is, but even if he's not, I'm sure he would be. Well, I'm pretty sure Courtney will be pleased, but he is no longer with uh, Bombardier because he's off at the air current, writing all sorts of stuff and doing amazing analysis and so on. Oh, there uh, you go. Loyal subscriber here. Um, Does that mean, Grant, any time I hop on a Qantas A220, I can't say it's Miller time? Ooh, uh, that's that's really bad. Come on. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a grandfather now, Grant. I've got a million. I've got to re- rehash all my dad jokes from years past. Oh, now they're granddad jokes. They're granddad they jokes. are old jokes. <laughs> but yes, no, uh, I think you could say it's Miller time for recognition of Courtney working on that project for so long. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So uh, some big happenings in Australian aviation, um, you know, as as the year wraps up here. So, yeah, Grant, was uh, it's um, looking like a very, very interesting 2022 from the uh, aviation standpoint. That much is certain, mate. Well, that's everything we have for you on this year's series of Australia Desks. And what do you know, Grant? We've actually made a short series of them this year. We've done pretty well. I think we've done more in the last parts of this year than we did in the previous three or four years. <laughs> well, folks, of course, it's been a very challenging couple of years. And uh, from all of us to all of you, we wish you a very safe and prosperous 2022. And uh, you know what? We've had so much fun rehashing this segment. Uh, I'm really sorry, Max, but we're going to come back and do this next year. You've been warned. We're back. <laughs> Until next year, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Cheers. Hey, you know, Steve, you don't even have the benefit of alcohol for those bad jokes. Yeah, but lack of coffee will get you every time. Ah, okay.